You are listening to the Whatsoever 168 podcast with Jen Renault. Alrighty, welcome back. I am sitting here with our amazing guest for our Thanksgiving week podcast. She has so much to share with us today about her whatsoever project. But before we jump in the deep end, I wanted to thank all of you for listening to this podcast. Don't forget to download the app if you haven't already and subscribe to whatsoever 168. Please feel free to share our podcast with your friends and on social media because lots of amazing good works are being revealed through our beautiful guests. You can also follow our guests and personal shenanigans on Facebook and on Instagram at whatsoever168podcast as well. In fact, I just shared a tearjerker story the other day about a flag football team who decided to perform a selfless act of goodness and kindness for my daughter, who, as most of you know, has Down syndrome. I could cry right now thinking of what these sweet girls and their coach did. Let me give a colossal shout out to this incredible team from Holy Name of Jesus Catholic Church and School in Indian Atlantic, Florida. Anyhow, check out that sweet story on Facebook and Instagram. Now, while you're here today, our guest for this Thanksgiving week is someone for whom I am personally quite thankful. She is a wife, a mom, a prayer warrior of the utmost kind, the president of her church's CCW chapter, a friend to all she meets, and a lover of all people who is quick with a listening ear and an ever-ready smile. Please welcome my friend, Karen Sira. Here we are with my friend, Karen Sira, and her little sidekick, little Riley. Now, normally Riley would be my daughter, but her sidekick is her little puppy who is running around the house. Not really a puppy, but uh, a dog who likes to guard. So if you hear some barking, that's Karen's little sidekick. So Karen, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. I'm so glad that you're here today. You are doing some amazing work in our community, and I really wanted to bring you in. I appreciate you coming in on the fly. I wanted to bring you in because you're doing some amazing work in our community, primarily with our women, and I wanted you to share your Whatsoever project with all of our listeners here at Whatsoever 168. So could you share with us today a little bit about what you're doing? Absolutely. So I am the president of the newly forming Council of Catholic Women at St. Mary's Catholic Church in Rockledge, Florida. And so basically we are a council of Catholic women who seek to lead, teach, offer ministry to women uh, within the Catholic Church and within our community. So we began in February of this past year, and um, you know we're in the process of forming, determining what our missions will be, and then getting to work. So that being said, CCW then stands for Council of Catholic Women? That's right. With Council of Catholic Women, what is it specifically that they do, since this is a nationwide organization, what specifically is it that they're being called to do? So CCW is something that began in 1920, and it was commissioned by the bishops, uh, the, the U.S. bishops, after World War I, because it was noted um, by the bishops that during the time that a lot of the men were away at war, that the laity, the women laity, served a really big role in the church, and that 
that their voice was really important and what they were doing for the church and for the communities was very important. So they wanted to give the women an official platform to be able to continue to do that after, you know, the resolution of World War One and the Council of Catholic Women is what they formed. So CCW, as you just said, exists on a national level since 1920. And then there's a Florida State Council of Catholic Women. There's a diocesan council of Catholic women. The Orlando Diocese, CCW, is the one that we belong to. And then there's a deanery, Council of Catholic Women. And then <laughs> each parish has their own affiliation. And so our affiliation is, is the one that I just referred to that is newly forming. But the others have been around since 1920 gotcha. and after. Yeah. So it's kind of like that old shampoo commercial, and they told two friends, exactly. and they told two friends, and so on, and so on, and so on. So it really Precisely. has a lot of little finger tendrils that are spreading, not only just from our own little church, but throughout the Southern Deanery, into the diocese, into the state. And then do they have regions within the country as well? Um, I don't know that there are regions. I think that they are basically diocesan-centered once you leave you know, the nation and then the state, and then you go down to the diocese. But I don't know, about, I don't know anything of any regions of CCWs. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so you're the president of CCW for our church, and then do you have any other titles or roles further on that expand out? Uh, let's hope not, because <laughs> that's enough. <laughs> Truth bomb right there. Let's hope not. Let's hope not. So with that being said, what specifically are the women of CCW doing when they're out in the communities? Well, let's bring it back. When they're yeah. in their churches, what are they doing in their churches? And then from their churches, what are they doing in their deaneries? And then in the deaneries, what are they doing in the diocese? And we can just go from there. But let's start first with where you are right now. Yeah, so the mission of CCW at every level, whether you're national or, or you're at the parish level, is really threefold. So it is to lead and to teach younger women to lead. And it is to serve so we have a service commission, a leadership commission, and then we also have a spirituality commission. So to be fed and to feed women related to our Catholic faith, the richness of our faith, to grow in holiness um, and a better understanding of our faith, that's one of the commissions. And then to serve, and we can get into that a little bit, but each affiliation determines what their service will be within the church and within their community. That's something that we decide ourselves as a group. Um, and then to lead, and lead gets into legislation. Um, at the national level, they're actually, uh, they lobby um, within the, the, at the national level politically, and then hopefully also at the state level and locally. And I know that there are trips that the CCW take um, to Washington, D.C. once a year, and also up to Tallahassee uh, to promote Catholic values uh, to our government. So wow. those are the three arms of CCW. And as I said, we're forming and just kind of determining where will, where will our voice be coming from St. Mary's, which of course we join together with the other affiliations within our deanery and try to have a united voice as well. Wow, that's a lot of work. It's a lot. That was a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you started earlier this year. You haven't even been up and running for a whole year. Right. And what are some of the things that you've been able to do and to accomplish this year thus far? So we set our service missions um, as fourfold. One is that we support our school. And, and one of the things that we talked about was that we really didn't want to be in a mission of making women busier. 
because I think society makes us busy enough and the last thing we want to do as we try to bring in younger women, moms, college students, high school students, and young, young women who are working and older women who are working is to increase their burden in terms of all the things they have to get done in a week. So we're really trying to start out very simple and keep it very Christ-centered. And so some of the things that we've done is just as something as simple as providing muffins and coffee for the teachers at our school and little notes of gratitude. Thank you for being a teacher. Thank you for loving our children. Mm. Um, so we don't have to do big, grandiose things. We can just do very small things. Uh, so that's one thing that we've done. Just reaching out to high school students and letting them know that we want them to be a part of our Council of Catholic Women. We want their voice to be heard. We want to know what their desires are is another thing that we've really tried to do. We put on a retreat in October. Uh, it was called Undone in the John Paul II Healing Center sent their ministry team to uh, offer healing and spiritual direction for, I think it was over 200 women that were there for that day. Yeah, that was fantastic. I was there for that. It was yeah. great. Um, so lots more. Right now, we're just in the beginning stages of starting a Marian consecration with 33 Days to Morning Glory with Father Michael Gately. That's going to just bring unity. And, you know, one of the things that we've really tried to do and have done is just help everybody get to know one another. You know, I think in a lot of ways, you know, we were people who attended the same church, but we didn't so much have a great sense of community amongst the women in the families. And I think one of the things that we've really been able to do quickly is, you know, you come to one of our meetings and it's just like being home now. You know, we're friends. Yeah. And so as we become better friends, it's just a lot easier to work together and, and start to go out into the community and make things happen. I love that you said bringing the community together. Mm. As I've referenced on our podcast here, I talk about my grandma Rolette, and she really inspired me and influenced me in my faith. And my grandmother Rolette, though, uh, she was not Catholic. She was a Southern Baptist and, and a wonderful lady and, and a wonderful child of God and just a great person in her community. But she only had one service. And her service, I believe, was at 10 o'clock. She lived in Alabama. And so mm. it's funny, in our Catholic churches, we have a lot of us have 5 o'clock Mass, on Saturday, 8 o'clock Mass, 10 o'clock Mass, 12.30 Masses on Sunday. Some churches have four Masses on Sunday. With that being said, I've actually gone to our own church at 5 o'clock, and I'm typically a 10 o'clocker. And so we hadn't gone to 5 o'clock in, in several years, and my husband and I go walking up with our three kids. They were little at the time. And the people at the door, as we're approaching, like, oh, it's so nice to have a young family here. Yeah. Welcome to St. Mary's. Welcome to Rockledge. And I couldn't help but laugh. I'm thinking, lady, my husband was born in the hospital right down the street. He's had all of his sacraments here at this church. And it's so true with us Catholics is that we don't know each other. Yeah. And so the, the idea that CCW is going to bring these women together and the women who do so much behind the scenes. And there's a lot of controversy right now about women in the church and their role. And we can, we can address that later. But I just think that that's a beautiful arm of your ministry is uniting the women and getting them to know each other. So thanks for doing that. And I know it's been beneficial for me. I've been to a few CCW meetings. When I'm able to go, like you said, I love that you're trying to make sure that you're not adding to the plates of the moms and the women because we are busy. And then what happens is we don't give 100% to what it is that we're doing. And so it's so important that we, um, we're mindful of that. Absolutely. And, and to just add to what you're saying about community, you know, I think one of the things that I noticed the most when I really started to pray about this and ask God, what do you want for this CCW, is that 
we really had two separate communities, an English-speaking and a Spanish-speaking mm. community. Yes. And um, our spiritual commission chair, her name is Tess, and I love her. Um, hi, Tess. <laughs> hi, Tess. So we were both praying, not together, separately, but came to the same conclusion, and that was that we really need to make a bridge between the English-speaking and the Spanish-speaking communities. And it's amazing the power of prayer because little by little that is happening. Like we haven't done anything, so to speak, except pray and ask God, what do you want for us women? And he clearly has answered us. I want you all together as one united body of women who love the Lord and want to serve the Lord. Right. Um, and so in this consecration, we just gave the Spanish speaking community 50 books to join with us, and 50 women from the Spanish community are going to be consecrated on the feast day of Our Lady of Guadalupe with the English-speaking community. And so little effort, just a lot of prayer. Prayer's number one. Well, you are one holy Catholic and apostolic church. It's not, oh, one church, but two communities. So it's good that you're doing that. Yes. And they will be consecrated on, when did you say? Um, December 12th at the 7 p.m. Mass, Our Lady of Guadalupe feast day. And they have some, the Spanish community has some amazing surprises for us that I'm not going to share. So if you want to see what that is, come to that Mass, because they're really excited that we are reaching out to them, and they are in return reaching out to us. So, Oh, and Riley's here to visit. So if you hear some licking, she is here to say hello. Hi, Riley. So she's going to help us out here. So that's great. Thank you so much for sharing that, Karen. And what I wanted to go now is, is take it to another little step. And what I'd like you to do now is tell us a little bit about how did you... That's Riley's tail right there, wagging and banging on the table. <laughs> I told Karen, we're going live. I want to know, tell the listeners, how did you get involved with this ministry? Okay, so... I went to a Saturday morning of reflection with Father Ivan. I was a woman who uh, worked full-time. I have three children, and I am a a full-time wife. Uh, And for those of you who are wives, you know what I mean when I say a full-time wife. So I decided to take a morning for myself, and I went to Father Ivan's morning of reflection. And for any of you who have been to them, or I should say any of you who have not, be careful, because it might change your life. (laughs) So in this morning of reflection, you know, he asked us, who's first in your life? And if the answer isn't God, I want you to take some time and reflect on that. And so I did. And God was not first in my life. And I knew that, you know, my family and work, because what I do for work is with my husband and it's a family business, they kind of all get become one thing. Family and work have become one. And they were bigger in my life than God was, in mm-hmm. all honesty, if I was really honest with myself. Well, you can't grow if you're not honest. So you yeah, have to be honest. I, was, I was sitting there going, wow, um, how am I going to change this? <clears throat> so I left that morning of reflection, and I knew that I was going to go home and quit my job. And when I say oh. I was going to go home and quit my job, it's kind of a big deal because... Wait, wait, you work for your husband, right? I work for my husband, oh. and I opened... Bye, honey. <laughs> And I opened his business with him and for him 20 years ago. And so this is something that has been a partnership. We have very much done this together. And so I knew I was going to go home and tell him that I was going to be retiring. And we had always planned that we would retire together. So Mm. this was going to be a shock. So I did not go home and tell him that day. I really waited about two weeks and I prayed about it because I wanted to make sure this wasn't just like a desire I had or it wasn't anything other than really what God was calling me to do. So I think I gave it about two weeks. I never tied it to that morning of reflection with Father Ivan because I didn't want my husband (laughs) to go, uh, 
yell at Father Ivan <laughs> for what was <laughs> it's happening. It's all your fault, not God's fault. Exactly, for what was happening in his life. So I gave it about two weeks, and then I went I went and sat down with him, and I had a really serious conversation, and I told him that I, I felt as though I was going to have to retire early, and I, and I didn't exactly honestly share all of it with him. And so I did. I resigned, and it took me a couple months to do that because it was a business that we had, you know, I, I had to find an office manager, and I had to put it all in place, but I left. And I told God in my prayers during that time, I'm here for you now. I'm going to make you first. So whatever it is that you ask me to do, I'm going to do it. I don't know what it is, and I don't know when I'm going to know. And I was fine with that. And I figured it would be, you know, a few years away that I would find out what it was. (laughs) Because I was exhausted. I was on that gerbil wheel of Mm -hmm. running, 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 working, running to Publix, grabbing a quick dinner, coming home, feeding the kids, helping with whatever they needed, and then collapsing in my bed and getting up and starting all over again. So I think it was probably four months later that I was walking out of mass and Father Ivan like pulled on my shirt and said, hey, I need to ask you a question. And I stayed and chatted with him and we started conversations about CCW. And I think I told him I wasn't capable of doing that. I wasn't at all able to do that. That I And I, and I also told him, and by the way, I did quit my job because of your morning of reflection because I know God's calling me to something else, but I'm sure it isn't this because I don't know enough to do this. I was Mm. thinking something really small, like maybe help out with the gardening, but not this. (laughs) The gardening? Yeah, I don't know. Something like really (laughs) simple that I could... We do have some weeds. I know, like something, I don't know, like something small. Anyway, he and I continued in conversation for probably four to six months before... It was a long time in the forming because I really didn't want it to be this. I really didn't want it to be this, but it was this. So um, I'm smirking right now because we all know that's how God works. That's right? how it happens. Right. Yeah, it's right. absolutely how it happens. Well, so. it's like me with the podcast. You know, it was so clear, and I'm like, seriously, I don't even know how to turn on a computer. Yeah. And this is who you're calling to do this ministry. You've got the wrong person, but little by little, it's revealed. And so the same thing with you, little by little, it was revealed. Yeah. And so, what was the final thing that pushed you over the edge? Oh wow, <laughs> He sent me. He sent me to um, another CCW meeting to see what it was. And in all, so I went to it and he showed up at the end and he said, you know, can we talk? Father saying this to yeah. you. Yeah. He showed okay. up at the meeting and he's like, can we talk? And I said, okay. And so he's like, what do you think? And I said, that's exactly what I cannot do. <laughs> I cannot do that. And he said, well, I don't want you to do that. I want you to take the platform mm. and I want you to pray and I want you to ask the Holy Spirit what he wants it to be. And that's what I want you to do. And I said, well, what what I'm sure I can't do, just so we're clear, (laughs) I'm sure that I can't make women busier because Mm. I know how much we're suffering from our busyness. This isn't really what God called us to do. It's what the world and our economy have demanded of us, but it's not what we're called to do. And so I can't host, you know, game nights and fashion shows. And I just, I can't do that. But if it's about healing our brokenness and, and leading us to Christ and a more spiritual life of quiet and peace, that I can do. Mm-hmm. And he said, that's exactly what I am calling you to do it because that's what I want. That's how we started. And that's how you got started. So what was the final yes and what was the first step? The final yes was in that conversation. At the end of the conversation, I said, if you're interested in a ministry that helps women to slow down, sit with God, know who they are, and become closer to Him, then yes. And so that was my yes right there. And then we began on February 5th with a Mass. Um, And that Mass, the intention was to pray 
for whether or not the church should have an affiliation and what that affiliation would look like. And we had many, many holy hours where we just prayed and said, you know, this is not my CCW. This is not Father Ivan's CCW. Mm -hmm. This is the Lord's CCW at our parish. And so we just prayed and had a lot of holy hours and just asked the Lord what what the women in our church needed. And we just slowly went from there. It was a very gradual process. Not my will, but yours. Absolutely. Less of me and more of you. Right. Well, speaking of you, yeah. speaking of you, the person behind this ministry, I know that you're big into horses. I know in doing a little research on you that you've been known to ripstick through your house. So I know that you have a lot of fun inside of you. And I do know you a little bit, but our listeners do not. So I was hoping you could tell us a little bit. She's over here dying, guys, just so you know. She's like, wait a minute, how does this woman know this? I I remember when my kids posted that ripstick-ing thing, and I just was like, are you serious? People are going to see this. I love it. That's a wonderful side of you. So you have a very serious, very spiritual side of you, but you also have this athletic, horsey side of you, and I'll let you share that with the listeners. But you do have a fun little streak in you, and it's funny for our listeners When I reached out to Karen to ask her about possibly coming on this podcast, it wasn't a no, but definitely I could sense the apprehension. But I knew that you were the right person at this time. And so I know there are people that are supposed to be hearing your story, hearing a little bit about your ministry, and learning from you and the person that you are. And I think you're a pretty amazing person, so I want you to tell us, the listeners, a little bit about the person behind this ministry. Wow. Okay. (laughs) So the person behind this ministry is very much a mom and very much a wife. And so uh, most of what I do, I would say at this point in my life, revolves around all of that. My kids love sports and they love outdoors. And that works out really well for me because I was a tomboy growing up. I am not a girly girl. I don't like a lot of things that most girls like to do. I'm not a shopper. I don't do my hair or any of that. So yes, uh, I have horses and My kids have had horses, let's see, the girls have had horses since Marissa was four and Gabriella was six. And we actually own a horse boarding facility and and board horses. And I do a lot of natural horsemanship, so learning equine psychology and then using Mm. that to to relate to horses and, and help them in a way that's more natural to them. Really, really into that. And there's so much God in that. And I'm not exactly sure what the connection is, except that it's just you and the horse and it's very natural. I love to run. I love to be out. Are people chasing you when you run? Um, Well, sometimes. (laughs) We love to have uh, water fights with water pistols. In fact, we've had them from, there's eight roofs on our house. And so Mm. we've had birthday parties where the kids are up on the roof shooting. Yeah, that probably wasn't the safest thing to do. My husband is is crazy. And I'd say he's about 12. So you have four children. I have three children. No, you have four children. Well, yes. Oh, okay. You're going to count him. You know what? Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. yeah. And he's he's the most... He's so funny because he's this really responsible guy, but he's the most irresponsible in some ways. So as the kids have been growing up, our house is not very formal and it's not very sophisticated. It's all about biking, skateboarding, boating, running, horses. Yeah, that's that's really my life. You need that balance. You and that's that balance. why when Father Ivan asked me, like, I'm just not really your typical church person, whatever that person looks mm. like. You know what I mean? I'm not great at all that stuff. So that's why I was thinking you must be really, really confused um, because I, I love the outdoors. But it's a balance. It's it a is. balance. It is. Well, you said that and I came across this and I wanted you to expand on it. I came across this really cool quote 
And this is what it said. A barn is a sanctuary in an unsettled world, a sheltered place where life's true priorities are clear. When you take a step back, it's not just about horses. It's about love, life, and learning. And I saw that on your page, and I know that you're into horses, and, and I'm sorry, I don't know who said it. it there was no credit given. <laughs> but I was wondering, those three points, it's about love, it's about life, and it's about learning. They were talking about a barn, but it really wasn't about a barn. And mm -hmm. when I was thinking about you and this podcast, I was thinking about CCW, CCW as well, because when you think about it, CCW is all about love and bringing us together as one, as you said. When you speak about life, we're life-giving. We don't want to be sapping from these women. We want to be life-giving. But then also the learning aspect. That quote should have had like, and fun too, and ripsticking, and homes. But it said love, life, and learning. So I was just wondering if you could speak a little bit about that. So horses are, um, they're majestic. They're complicated in some ways. They're big. They can be very strong. They are very strong. Um, but I think the most profound thing about a horse is that they never lie. Mm. It, is, it is the absolute truth in every moment. They don't like you because of anything you are or aren't. And they just live in the moment. And they just, they just ask of you in that moment for truth. Mm. And so to learn how to handle a horse properly in a way that they were naturally made to be handled, you really learn a lot about who you are. And so... The only things that matter to a horse are those three things that you just said. Mm -hmm. Life, love, and learning. And you'll always be learning. You'll have a boatload of fun because they're very funny. Mm -hmm. And they also, um, they show you a lot about what you are not. And if you have the ability to laugh at that, mm -hmm. it's very funny. I mean, there are so many times that I, I happen to have a horse who is exactly like my husband. <laughs> So he likes water fighting too. <laughs> no, he just, I can't, I don't even know how to describe this to you, but he's just very, very challenging. Mm. He's very challenging. But we love you, honey. Yeah, but we love you. <laughs> Simon is his name and honey. Um, and if you're not really athletic, you can't keep up with him. Mm. And if you're not really smart, you can't keep up with him. Mm. And there have been many, many times that I've gone out to you know work with him and play with him and do things with him. And I don't have enough, you know, mm. I just, I don't have what he needs. And I've learned that if I can just laugh at that and not get all upset that I'm not sure. good enough for you in this moment, he's extremely forgiving mm. and he, he'll just laugh with me and like, yeah, I know you didn't have that. That's why I, ah. that's why I try to make you, you know, to show you, you don't have it all, all the time. You're not, you're not always going to be good enough for me, but I'm going to love you no matter what. A little humbling. A little, a little just a little. I, I like that. A little I, bit like God. I'm going to love you no matter what. No matter yeah. what. Yeah. I would love to take you out to the farm and, and meet Simon. And you're going to know really quickly what I'm talking about. So a little side note. I don't know if you know this about me. I used to have horses. I didn't. And my stepfather got me into horses. And I had, the first horse was a white mare. Uh, her name was Princess. Then he got a red roan, also named Princess. We did not name, I would never name a horse Princess, by the way, if you know anything about me. The horse came with the name. And then the white Princess had a foal. And it was such a wonderful experience for me that I got to help break that mm -hmm. horse. And my stepfather's name 
it was a coach, he's passed away, but he, helped, I was instrumental in breaking Prissy. Her name was Prissy. I did not name Prissy. And what a beautiful experience for me. Well, unfortunately, coach, my stepfather and my mother separated, but he stayed in my life and he really was an influential person in my life and he guided me. And so since my mom kind of stepped away, she got another horse. So she got this horse named Max. And Max, we didn't know it, had been abused. Mm. And so I'm sitting here listening to you saying, you have to learn to be able to laugh at that. And I really could have used some of Karen's wisdom back then when I was 11 and 12 because Max would side crop. Mm. And I would take this horse and the horse would go out beautifully. Actually, not beautifully. When I would take the horse away from the stall, he would side crop. And then when we get to the to the back of the pasture to come back. He would side crop, but a whole lot faster, wouldn't let me stop him because he thought I was gonna feed him. And mm-hmm. I was not laughing at that. I'm sitting here listening to you going, oh my gosh, I really could have used Karen's advice back then. And nobody really knew what to do with Max, but we loved Max. And um, he did a lot of other peculiar things. He colicked a lot, so we were out at the barn at all hours of the night. So you wanna talk about being at the barn and loving and trying to be life-giving and definitely learning, but we were Mm. not laughing. I assure you, we were not laughing. But Max was definitely a lesson to me about strength and not just the exterior strength, but the interior strength. And so I really learned a lot about horses. I learned a lot about life from Max, but I had to step away from that to learn that. And that's usually the case. And I, I always say, Simon sits at the barn all day long thinking up things he can do to frustrate me (laughs) and to make me feel like the biggest loser on the planet. And then I come out and he's like, ooh, guys, she's here. Watch the show. (laughs) And I used to fall for that all the time. Like I would try to be better than him and know more. And really all I had to do is sit down and say, I don't have this. I just don't. You know, you win and Mm -hmm. I, and I, and I lose. And in that... I won because he would be like, I'm just kidding. I just, you know, and so, and, and there's a lot of God in that. There's, there's a lot in that for us about life, Mm -hmm. you know, that we don't have to always know more than, or be better than we can just show up with what we have and we won't have to quote, you know, fight so hard for it, you know? And I think that you bring that mindset and that mentality in dealing with the horses, and as we talked about that quote from the barn, I think you bring that to the CCW, that we don't have to have it all. We don't have to be perfect. Just the main thing is showing up. And of course, you know, with horses, you have to show up every day. Yeah. Rain or yeah. shine. Yeah. So yeah, that's awesome. I want to take this a step further with CCW, and yeah. I know that this is a new ministry for you. I know that you are not 100% comfortable in this ministry, but I love the fact that you're stepping out because you know that you're called and you know that God's called you. So with that in mind, and I know you've been praying about it, I I wonder, are there any short-term goals that you have right now? Well, we're in the middle of this Marian consecration. So, you know, we have a daily book that we're reading, 33 Days to Morning Glory, and that will wrap up on December 12th. But what we're really doing right now, the leadership team is just praying about what our spring season is going to look like. You know, we try to have a theme for the season, the fall season, Mm -hmm. which was the feminine genius and really what God's plan was for woman as opposed to what the world tells us we're supposed to be. Um, And just clarifying that. So we're right in the midst of praying about 
what our theme will be for the spring and then who our speakers will be. We try to bring in speakers that are interesting, engaging, that are going to feed people, help them to learn about their faith. I believe we have the chaplain from uh, the jail, from the Florida State Jail, coming to speak with us. He's a chaplain to the men and women on death row. Mm. And part of our life ministry is to address uh, men and women who are on death row or who are in prison and we pray for them all the time and for their families because mm-hmm. imagine being the, the family member of somebody who's in jail and how hard that is to do. So I hope that we'll have him as a speaker. Um, I know that it's about growing in holiness and I know um, as I was sitting in mass this morning and I was praying about this intention, I kind of felt like the theme might be something like more of you and less of me. Mm. And, and where all that will lead us. So that's your short-term goals. It almost sounds like your short-term goals kind of bleed into the long-term goals Well, the as short-term well. goal is the spring. You know, okay, I, gotcha. look at, I look at the whole, all of spring will end in May for the year. I look at all of spring as our short-term goal. Okay. And then I'm kind of looking at five years out as mm. our, you know, intermediate goal might be two years out and then five years out. What would I like the CCW to look like according to, you know, God's plan? What, is, what does he want for us? And and how do I see that? And, and I definitely see that as a very, very large group of women of all ages mm. and all ethnicities united. I always come back to the visitation. Mm. Um, mm. Mary, you know, visiting Elizabeth yes. pre- in, in their pregnancies together as women mm. and how united they were and how there was no division. There was no cattiness. There was no jealousy, which are the things that the world kind of projects on us as women and and we can so easily fall into those traps that the devil will set for us Um, but I always come back to that visitation and and so my long-term goal is to just see a CCW with arms out all over the place with all kinds of small ministries that are manageable because we cannot do big things Mm -hmm. where we all have families but we can each do a small thing and if we're a large number of women and we're a force Mm -hmm. in our Mm -hmm. community then we can do a lot. You know, when I taught school, there was I would put up some quotes on the board, and one of the quotes it was a Yiddish proverb, and it said, "If each one sweeps before his door, the whole street will be clean." Mm-hmm. So I love that you use the word manageable, because that's really what we need to do. We need to chunk it and have those little bite sizes. And it's it's awesome that you have that realization that nobody has to do everything. If everybody does a little bit, then nobody has to do a lot. And that's important because we are busy. And, yeah. and I want to speak to that because you're talking about young moms. But you also, with this chapter, you shared something about 14-year-olds. And I know that this CCW typically doesn't involve 14-year-olds. Can you speak a little bit about that? Sure. The National Council of Catholic Women actually invites young ladies um, as a 14 years old to join the National Council of Catholic Women. So this is kind of the age when I think it's really important. You know, it's multifaceted. Young girls bring life, they bring new ideas, they bring their youth, which we all need. Mm -hmm. And older women bring their wisdom and all their years of experience. And I think that together we can kind of come to be one body of women who serve everyone. Mm -hmm. But we can't do it without the voices of the young girls. They have so much to offer. Their faith is so rich and so deep. And I also think that we can't allow our daughters and our granddaughters to leave the faith and then invite them back at 30. Mm-hmm. They're just as important at 14. And right. and we need, I don't know if you were at Mass on, on Saturday at 5 o'clock and saw, oh, wait a second, who am I talking to? This is crazy. 
You sat right behind me, Karen. I sat right behind you. Okay, so to see these high school boys and girls both right. um, getting ready to go into, is it called a lockdown? or a Lock-in. Lock- lock-in. A lockdown. <laughs> a lockdown. Yeah, well, it's we- a lock-in. Okay. A lock-in. So a lock-in and have the desire to be there on a Saturday night. You know, they need to stay with us and stay with the yes. church. We need to tell them, you are so important to us. It's not just that we want to keep you here so you don't get in trouble on a Saturday night. No, we actually need your ideas. We need you. There's only one of you. God made one of you. He made you. And you're that important. We need you here in our CCW. Right. We don't want to wait until you've had a family and you're exhausted. We want you too. Right. We want you then. But we really want you now, and we want you to stay with us because you're becoming a woman, yeah. you know? And so be a woman with us. Right, and, and it's one us. body. We're one body, right. many parts, but we need those more youthful parts too. I, I agree, and you know I'm in youth ministry. You sat behind me at Mass when I was preparing for the lock-in, not the lockdown. Sorry. And No, I'm, t- I'm teasing you. And we do. We, we are not going to have these kids miraculously return to church if we don't pour into them now. And that is another reason I wanted to bring you on because I know that you're passionate about the youth as well, like I am. And they need a voice. They need somebody speaking for them. So I love that you're doing your part on your end with CCW. I'm doing mine. And, and like you said, we're coming together as one to get these kids and, and young, young ladies involved. And so with that in mind, I wanted to ask you, what would somebody need to do to get involved with this CCW ministry? They just need to come. And you don't have to come every month. We typically have a monthly meeting um, and we try to have interesting speakers and and things going on. But you literally can just come once and then not be able to show up for three more months. You know, people have said to me, I'm so sorry, I, I wasn't able to make the last two or three meetings. And that's okay because God has everybody there who needs to be there. You can email me. Uh, you can see me at church. You can just come to a meeting. Our, our meeting is this Wednesday, uh, November 20th at 6.30 p.m. in the parish hall at St. Mary's Catholic Church. And if you go to a different church and they don't have a CCW or you've gone to that CCW meeting and you didn't feel it was for you, that's okay. You can come to ours. We actually have some adopted uh, women who have come to our mm. CCW and they're from another parish. So I'm more than excited to have any any woman come. So basically just show up. Just show up. Just show up. That's all you have to do. And in order to be involved in your ministry team, do you need any special training? Do you go to any classes or what recommendations would you have there? No, just be a human being and be a woman. And that's really all you need to do and just come. And and for example, this meeting, we're going to have some cards of gratitude and we're going to have a table and ask anybody who wants to, to help our service chair write cards for all of the teachers and staff at the school just Mm. to say thank you for raising our children with us. Thank Mm. you for being the great role model. Thank you for dedicating uh, your hours, your time, your everything to the kids at our our school. So there's no preparation for that. We'll give you the pen and you can just write a note of gratitude and and there you've done something for somebody. So it's, it's really that simple. Yeah. We will probably upload this podcast after that date. But I know that you're doing other things and you'll be meeting, like you said, if not every month, every other month. And so just check in the bulletins in your church or at our church, wherever it is that God finds you now. And the main thing is just show up is what you're saying. Absolutely. Right. And we have a Facebook page, CCW Facebook page. You have to it's a it's a closed group. So you have to ask to be invited. But I'm the person who who opens that. And so I'll invite you. (laughs) Right. So if you're a listener here with the Whatsoever 168 podcast, you have preferential treatment, I'm sure. 
Right, Karen? <laughs> Absolutely. As I'm shaking my head, say, say yes, say Absolutely. yes. Absolutely. Let's take this in another direction now that we're smirking a little bit. So you've been doing the CCW thing now really longer than a year when you calculate all the time of prayer and your, I don't like the word acquiescing, but just your submitting and going, yes, mm. Lord, I want to do your will, not my will. So in this past year, I can imagine with all the different different interactions that you've had with the different people and different gatherings. Do you have any stories that you'd like to share anything along your encounters, any aha moments? So we've had lots of aha moments. I think I've shared with you that they've usually been small where you just know the Holy Spirit is present and he's there. And so we have a leadership team, uh, a CCW leadership team, and we get together usually once a month, sometimes twice a month, and we pray together. And we text one another a lot and just kind of let each other know what's going on. And I can't tell you how many times one of the other leadership members will text me and I will have been praying and the exact same thing came to me. So there's lots of those moments. Um, And then I'll just share with you today after Mass, I was sitting in Mass and I was actually praying about our CCW and I felt the Lord saying, Karen, I want you guys to get dirty. I, I just want you, I want you to go out and and go where it isn't easy to go and where people may not come and find you but for you to go and find them and it was actually just a few minutes after that in mass that um, father ivan introduced me to a woman who needed my help today and needed our help as a ccw Mm. and i have another friend actually who i met someplace else not at church she doesn't go to church she's not catholic And she said to me, I need some friends. Like, I don't have good friends. My Mm. friends just beat me up and use me. And I said, well, I happen (laughs) to have 138 great friends at CCW, so come. And so these are women who otherwise, like I said, they're not Catholic. They're not part of our parish. They don't get all dressed up and come in their Sunday best. They don't look Mm -hmm. so perfect, and their lives aren't so perfect. But they just want us to be there with them and for them and show them the way and so i think when those things happen is when i most know that i'm doing god's will so when you're on that gerbil wheel like you mentioned earlier right and those aha moments just come in those soft whispers and those little affirmations and in those people those people that are broken and they're so so broken Mm -hmm. and they just need an opportunity to be with women who will love them no matter what. You know, we had some women come to our retreat who were were rescued at an abortion clinic and mm. and somebody brought them to us that day. They hadn't registered, they hadn't paid, and they asked, Could these women come? I don't have any money to give you and I was like Of course these women like that's yes, right. absolutely. And those are the moments. So that's when I know, okay, God, I can do this for another month. Yeah. Oh, another you month. Just, you You're showed, going month by month. I'm going month by month. You just showed me. You just yeah. showed me again the face, your face. You showed right. me the face that I need to see. That speaks back to the whole barn thing, you yeah. know. Because really, when you think about it, it's welcoming, it's inviting, and that's what you're called to do. And that's what it, it's not so much that it's your ministry. And I know that you don't believe that. I no. know that it's not about you. You always say that it's not about not me. my ministry. It's about the whole and the unification. Right? It's our ministry as women at St. Mary's. Our, our ministry, it's the women of our church. It's not mine yeah. at all. Yeah. It's ours. Yeah. Right. It's sharing that love. It's being life-giving. And then teaching people how to, 
how to do that, who don't know how to do that, or extending on what they already know. Well, so the young lady that I helped today, we went and got her some glasses and some groceries, and I had the best morning, actually, that I've had Mm -hmm. in a really, really long time. We had a girl's morning out. And so she said, I feel really badly because I can't do anything. Mm -hmm. And I said, but oh, yes, you can. I'm going to ask you to do something really, really important. I'm going to ask you every day to pray for me Mm. and pray for the women of CCW that we know how to reach out to our community. And that's a really big deal to me. And so she said she would. That's beautiful. So speaking of reaching out to you, because I know that some people are probably going to want to reach out to you. Are there different ways that we can reach out to you? I know that you talked about the Facebook page. What is the Facebook page actually called? So I believe it's called, in quotations, Next Generation CCW of St. Mary. And that next generation speaks to the fact that we will be inviting um, and just really honor women as of 14 years old and older. Okay, so they can reach out to you on Facebook. Yes. I know it's a closed group, but you, you're going to open that up for our listeners. And then you said something about an email. Yes. So my email address is hidden, H-I-D-D-E-N, pine, P-I-N-E, stables, S-T-A-B-L-E-S, at yahoo.com. And that comes from the fact that our stables is hidden in the pine trees out in Cocoa. Okay. So did you come hidden, up with that? Yes, I did. Very clever. Hidden Pine Stables is the name of the farm, and I'm not promoting it because I'm actually closing it. Oh, no. Yes. Okay. Uh, but that is my email address, hiddenpinestables okay. at yahoo.com. That might be for another podcast, learning a little bit more about what she, <laughs> she did out there and what she's still doing. Okay, so now we know how to get in touch with you. We've learned all about the CCW as much as you can share with us in this short little time. And I, I so thank you, Karen, for coming out here today and um, in some ways just trusting in this podcast, trusting in me. And you know that I'm a little bit of a smart Alex, so not really sure where Jen's going to go. So when I said the ripstick, you were like, Ugh, how did she know? How did she know? Yeah, I'm sneaky like that. But thank you so much for coming out. I know that our listeners are going to be inspired by what you have to say. And I know, too, even though this is CCW, even though this is Council for Catholic Women, you said that there was a role that men could play as well. Can you just touch upon that before we we wrap this up? Absolutely. A very important role. So we need the men in our homes, in our community, to pray for us as women, Mm -hmm. that we go down the right path, pray for our protection from the enemy and pray that we glorify God in all that we do and that we become holy women, just as we as women need to be praying for the men's ministries. So I absolutely need the men in our community, anybody listening to this podcast, to know that the women of our CCW really need their prayers. Right. So we're praying for them. We need them praying for us. It's kind of like what I appreciate, the complementarity of our relationship. Is that we're there to complement each other. Absolutely. And there's times that we need them to come and help us set up tables for things. So. And move things. Yes, <laughs> yes. So men, we need you. Yeah. So just keep that in the back of your mind. All right. So we're wrapping up, closing it down. Before I let you go, the title of the podcast, Whatsoever 168, premised on the Matthew 25, Whatsoever you do the least of my people, that you do to me. You know the 168 hours in a week. It's so funny. I was just talking to a good friend of mine this weekend. She goes, what? Is that how many hours are in a week? And I'm like... You're 60 years old. You don't know that? I learned it when I was 12 in seventh grade. So I want to ask you to challenge our listeners for the 168 Don't Wait Challenge. What do you have for us? Sock it to us. Okay, so my challenge for the women would be to come join us at a CCW meeting and see what it's all about, get to know us. And, and mostly, I'd like to get to know you. 
unless they live, if they don't live in our area, then what would you say? I'd say pray for women all over the world. You know that we lead society. We really do. Where women go, society goes. So pray for women that we get it right, that we ask God what he wants for us today and that we do that. We do his will. So more of him and less of us. I would challenge people to say that prayer. It's a pretty big prayer. More of him and less of us. More of him and less of us. And I would challenge you to do what you're afraid to do. Um, I was really, really intimidated by, I'm not a presidential kind of a person. I'm not somebody who ever wants to be president. And I certainly didn't want to be president of a council of Catholic women. I felt completely inadequate. So wherever you feel inadequate, but there's a whisper that it might be what what God wants you to do, that you just be open and, and say yes, take a chance on that. Whether you're a man or a woman, whatever whatever that is, look for the ministry you're called to. We're all called to a ministry of some sort. We're all That's called beautiful. to participate. Because if everyone participates and sweeps their doorstep, we would have clean streets, right? What exactly. You, you I love it. She's going to have her podcast now. Did you see how she did that? She brought that full circle. I'm so impressed. But that was truth. That was truth. So I mean, I'm not even going to tease you that there are all these memes about you with your name and Karen, the Karen memes. Have you seen those? We won't even go there right now. So we'll leave it at that. So keep that in mind. The 168, don't wait challenge. Keep in mind, I think the biggest thing we can pull from that is more of him, less of me. That was beautiful. Amen. Thank you, Karen. I'm glad you're here. You're Thank you so much for coming on our podcast. I wish you all the best, especially on the consecration day, which is December 12th, 7 p.m. St. Mary's Catholic Church. Be there or don't be there. But hopefully we'll see you there. So thanks, Karen. Have a great day. You're very welcome. God bless. Isn't she such a gentle soul? I'm so glad you had the opportunity to tune in to our Thanksgiving week podcast with Karen Sierra. Be sure to check out your local CCW chapter and keep these women and the men in their lives and their communities in prayer. I will have Karen's email and pertinent dates in our show notes, so be sure to check out those and keep in touch with her too. Thanks again for listening to our podcast. I am truly grateful for all of you and for your kind words these past two months since we launched. It has been a beautiful journey so far. I pray you and your family have travel mercies if you're heading out for Thanksgiving and simply a wonderful grace-filled few days to reflect on all of your many blessings. My family and I are off to my dad's with my brother and his son to continue our Grandma Roulette's special Thanksgiving traditions, complete with her yummy butterhorns too. Before I leave you, I'd like to part ways with a prayer I found. Father in heaven, creator of all sources of goodness and love, please look kindly upon us and receive our heartfelt gratitude in this time of giving thanks. Thank you for all the graces and blessings you have bestowed upon us, spiritual and temporal, our faith and religious heritage, our food and shelter, our health, the love we have for one another, our family and friends. Dear Father, in your infinite generosity, please grant us continued graces and blessings throughout the coming year. This we ask in the name of Jesus, your Son and our brother. Amen. God bless everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. So be